So as I say everybody, good morning and welcome to morning prayer for this morning, Monday the 8th of June. And uh, what a brilliant way to start the week, meeting together uh, to share worship and fellowship and prayer. Once again this morning I'll be using Common Prayer, which you can access online at commonprayer.net. And today's reading is from the Gospel of St Luke. And it will be chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. So then, shall we come to the Lord? O Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you, as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be for ever. Amen. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Give ear to our cry, O Lord. Listen to your children praying. That's great for this morning, isn't it? Later we'll come to prayer. Give ear to our cry, O Lord. Listen to your children praying. This morning's psalm is part of Psalm 39 and it's verses 11 to 15. Take your affliction from me. I am worn down by the blows of your hand. With rebukes for sin you punish us. Like a moth you eat away all that is dear to us. Truly, everyone is but a puff of wind. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Do not hold your peace at my tears. For I am but a sojourner with you, a wayfarer, as all my forebears were. Turn your gaze from me, that I may be glad again, before I go my way and am no more. Give ear to our cry, O Lord. Listen to your children praying. So this morning's reading, just bear with me while I get my Bible. This morning's reading, as I said, is from St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. And it's the parable of the Good Samaritan. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbour? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when they fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. 
a priest happened to be going down the same road. When he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. That's such a well-known story, isn't it? Huh? I often feel with stories like that, with readings like that, because they're so well-known, um, their impact tends to be blunted. We know what's coming, don't we? It's easy to be in, in sort of cruise control as the reading goes by. Um, and that reading will speak to everybody here this morning in different ways. But what, I, what struck me uh, was the shocking element to it. And Jesus yet again being radical in what he says. We don't have that long this morning, so I'd, I'd really like to pick up on one part of the parable. And I, I think I'd like to call it just the parable of the Samaritan. Um, you know, now, the, the, the phrase good Samaritan or the Samaritans has certain connotations of people who are helping all the time, being good about helping others. And that, that's great. But it does tend to, to deaden to blunt the, the power and the shock of what Jesus said. Um, and as I've got to say, as, as I saw the news this morning and the demonstrations that are going on around the world and actually um, racial tensions that are being raised it struck me that um, that is here in this reading, in the mention of the Samaritan. And we have to bear in mind uh, the hatred between Jews and Samaritans, the historical conflicts between them. And yet it was the Samaritan was the one who stopped. We don't know why the priest and the Levite didn't stop. Though there is a reason given in Leviticus that says priests should not be where there is a dead body. And so the priest and the Levite perhaps were fulfilling part of the law as they walked by. But this Samaritan didn't didn't act 
with hope of recompense, with hope of reward, he saw somebody in need and did what he did. And Jesus asked the question, who was the neighbour? And of course the neighbour is anyone, isn't it? Um, at times we can tend to feel that the neighbour is somebody who's the same as us, who has the same values as us. But Jesus breaks that. Jesus goes beyond that. The neighbour is absolutely anybody. And in that question, um, who is my neighbour, there is another side to it, and that is, to whom am I a neighbour? It's a good question for us today. To whom are we neighbours? Are the things, as then when Jesus first told the parable, are the things in our society, in our communities, that get in the way of being neighbours to everybody are the things that we need to address things that we need to think about things perhaps that need to change to break down the taboos and the boundaries that are imposed that's what Jesus did wasn't it he broke barriers and he broke taboos And just at the moment, I think, yes, over the last months, we've seen wonderful examples of people being good neighbours, haven't we? Um, individuals and groups who have uh, started helping those in need, those who need shopping, those who need their prescriptions fulfilled. Um, it's a wonderful example. Um, And I, I do genuinely hope that as, as we come to the point where we move away from being in this lockdown situation, as the coronavirus perhaps fades away, those examples we've seen will become practice, will become the norm. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That would be a way of changing our society, wouldn't it? And I do thank you, Julie, for your comment there. How sad that we don't learn lessons. Prejudice and equality throughout time. And God help us to change. Amen to that. And so give ear to our cry, O Lord. Listen to your children praying. In his rule for monastic community, Benedict of Nursia wrote, The first step of humility is to cherish at all times the sense of awe we have and with which we should turn to God. So shall we then this morning turn to God and bring our prayers to him. And as ever, if you want to uh, type in the comments any prayers that are on your heart this morning, we'll let them scroll through. Um, as you write them, you'll be praying them.
others will join you in praying them too. So shall we pray? Dear Lord, we thank you for today. And we thank you for this opportunity to come together to worship you. And in a moment of quiet now, Lord, as we offer you our prayers, we pray that you will hear them. And we have confidence, Lord, that you will respond to them. So, Lord, we do pray for uh, the family of George Floyd. We pray into that situation that's arisen throughout America and is spreading around the world. We do pray for justice, Lord. And as Julie said just a moment ago, Lord, that you will help us to change. Lord, as we see that prayer for somebody in hospital, we do pray for all who are in hospital at the moment and needing your support, Lord, your healing, that you'll be able to work through the NHS staff who are dealing with them. And taking that wider, Lord, for all care homes, we've had a prayer there for Sunnybank House, for residents and staff, Lord. Uh, we pray for that and for those in care and those who care for them in the community and in care homes throughout the country. We thank you, Lord, for that. I'm praying for peaceful protests, Lord, um, that, as Leslie has prayed, Lord, that the few causing trouble will harm and mask the need for change. And so we pray for calm and control on all sides, Lord. Lord, as we continue, we, we pray, as Bob has prayed, Lord, for our schools, um, for all teachers, for all parents who are teaching their children at home. We pray for those children going into school that the uh, controls and um, the preparations for the children coming back will be sufficient to protect them, to keep them safe. And Lord, linked with that, we do pray that as the, the effect of the coronavirus will continue to decline. And we pray for the government as they seek ways to bring us out of the lockdown that we've been in uh, without 
jeopardizing the uh, safety and security of people. And so, Lord, this morning we bring all our prayers together and offer them to you. And uh, we join together in saying the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to be using the traditional form, but please do feel free to use whichever form of the Lord's Prayer is more co most comfortable for you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Lord, Send us forth into the day to rejoice in all things, to trust you in all circumstances, and to proclaim your coming kingdom to all people. Amen. So may the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Amen. <laughs>